Welcome to the Literature Club. It's always been a dream of mine to make something special out of the things I love. Now that you're a club member, you can help me make that dream come true. On tonight's Survive the Night podcast, we're talking Doki Doki Literature Club. All right, everybody, welcome back to Survive the Night podcast. You're only stop for horror on the internet the only one you'll ever need the only only one there are no others so speaking of something truly terrifying let's talk about high school girls because this episode (laughs) is about doki doki literature club and no that's not a joke (laughs) that is not at all a joke um so i played this just last night I thought I was going to start it up and just be like, I'm going to see what the thing is. The thing took forever to get to, and um, then I got my mind blown, and I started reading more stuff on the internet about it, and my mind got blown even more, so I'm about to <laughs> do that to you. <laughs> All right. Yeah, because so, I, watched, I watched you play it. Mm-hmm. I kind of was in and out in the first part. Sure. But, uh, once the thing happened, then I was then I was in. Sure. But I so haven't, I haven't read any of this other stuff. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um. So this game, Doki Doki Literature Club, is made by Team Salvato. Uh, it's actually led by a dude named Dan Salvato, which is why it's called Team Salvato. Um. Apparently, he was known for doing Super Smash Bros. Melee modding stuff, and. Yeah, um, apparently he had some weird mixed feelings towards anime and, like, that whole thing, so that kind of explains where he was coming from making this thing. Hmm. Um, so what it is, is it is a visual novel dating sim thing that is very anime in nature, very tropey, where you are playing the main character who doesn't have a body or anything. It's like one of those ones where... It's all from your perspective, so you never see yourself. You just see the people who are talking to you in the game. Yeah. Um, it has four girls in it that are all tropey. The first one you meet is your neighbor and best friend forever uh, named Sayori that you, like, bump into while walking to school. And she's the tropey girl that is bubbly and happy and your best friend that uh, eventually falls in love with you. Um, her whole thing is he's trying to get you to join a club because that's, I think, just a Japanese culture thing, the after-school yes. clubs. It comes up in high school Japanese fiction all the time. Yeah, it's very tropey, very big Japanese culture thing. So you're trying to find a club, and you think you're just going to join the anime club because you kind of like anime or whatever, but she says, I joined this cool club called the Literature Club, and I think you should join. And you just kind of are like, whatever. Basically, what she gets you to go to their first meeting with is that somebody made cupcakes, so you should come have one and just hang out and see if you like it. So you do. You meet the other girls in the club, which is... um, You meet the leader of the club named Monica. She's the president of the club. She is the popular... Not sporty, preppy, I guess is the word, girl that's, like, super happy, but, like... Obviously, like the cheerleader type, right? Like, very focused on, like, being the best at this thing and being the president of this club and 
that whole sort of thing kind of robotic in nature in a weird way and like Mm. that plays into what we find out later uh but like yeah it's just one of those types of people like the type a like need to be perfect sort of thing um you can tell like you can kind of just tell that she's not being honest (laughs) in the way she presents herself kind of thing right like too happy like she's obviously like put like pushing herself to be more happy on the surface than maybe she actually is or something um the next one is yuri who is her second in charge the vice president of the club who is the only senior in the club at 16 or 17 years old i can't remember um and she is the tall quiet reserved girl that you want to get to know better because she's not in your face like the other ones are which is what i went with basically Mm -hmm. i always like the more quiet reserved girls in this type of bullshit tropiness but that's her trope is that uh, the literature club she is the one with the book she gives you that she wants to read with you and she gets wrapped up in and she likes the big words and metaphors and she's the literature queen essentially um and then the last member is natsuki who is the youngest first-year member. She is the kind of pixie, very tiny, pink-haired girl who is brash. And uh, not mean, necessarily, but very straightforward. Kind of tomboyish, I guess, in a way. Um, Her whole thing is that she cooks well and she likes manga a lot. Like, that's her Mm -hmm. thing. That's what she likes. But uh, yeah, she's the young one, essentially. So the first act of this game is very straightforward. You play a visual novel where you are talking to each girl. You are you go home, you write a poem, then you show your poem to the different girls. And then they, depending on what words you used in your poem, like the poem mini game is just there's a bunch of words on the page that on the page and you click on one and then it'll like reset the words and then give you a whole new set of words, and then depending how what type of words you use, you'll appeal more to a certain girl trope, essentially. So if you use bigger words that are a little darker in meaning and metaphorical, you appeal more to Yuri. If you use more happy, bubbly type things, you'll uh, appeal more to Sayori. And if you use more cutesy words, you'll appear you'll appeal more to Natsuki. That sort of thing, and mm-hmm. um. The first, I would say, about two hours of the game, so the first, like, 40% or so of the game is very much just this whole, like, visual novel trope of you showing your poem to the different girls and learning more about them and, like, them showing you their poems and you learn more about them that way through their writing. And it's very normal, I would say. Yeah, Yeah. it's (laughs) standard for the genre pretty much in fact you know what i would go so far as to say it's more normal than that even it's boring (laughs) it is so painfully like regular Uh (laughs) that it's like i don't i think i'm being trolled here like when people (laughs) said something happens i actually think i'm just being trolled so yeah that lasts for a while there is a turning point which we'll get to but I found out later that these notes and whatnot, the poems that you read from the girls, they all have kind of, they're always the same 
but they have some like maybe hidden meanings behind who the characters are as like people or whatever and that's whatever that's all that mm-hmm. sort of thing that doesn't make sense until you've played through the game and you're reading through it again and that it's like oh that makes sense now at the time it doesn't matter um you find out about the end of act one i think start of act two ish no it's the end of act one that um your friend sayori is a little depressed like she's feeling a little different uh she's kind of hitting hiding in the back of the classroom during literature club she doesn't want to chat with you or anybody else she just kind of wants to be alone and um that's not like her at all then she's just kind of like acting weird she confesses to you that she has been living with depression forever like for her whole life but recently it's been getting worse and worse and she can't stop feeling bad and blah 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 or whatever Mm -hmm. and then that's where she kind of confesses her love for you and you have like a choice to say like hey you're my best friend blah 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 or like i love you back essentially um i have found out that it doesn't matter which way you take it's the same outcome so gotcha. for whatever that's worth uh but yeah basically that all this is happening and everything's getting a little not darker necessarily but the girls personalities are coming out more and more brash like yuri's personality of being kind of more introverted and in her own mind starts coming out a little bit more and she's kind of a little crazy and natsuki turns from like just kind of like a straightforward girl into kind of a bitch like rude for no reason like mm-hmm. e- everything's being amplified a little bit but you kind of don't think anything of it you just kind of think it's maybe one of those things that like well i'm spending more time with them so their actual personalities are coming out blah blah blah, whatever there there's some weird situations going on like you reading the book with yuri like you do some creepy protagonist in a visual novel things like put a piece of chocolate in her mouth without her permission and like just shit like that right like it still uh-huh. very much has the tropey visual novel things of like you're doing things that maybe are questionable and like cringy yeah. as fuck is the word I would use the term I would use um but yeah. whatever you don't think anything about it that's what these games are so whatever yeah that's that's standard for the genre <laughs> That's standard for the genre, for particularly, sure. Particularly the like the kind that are like harem anime games or whatever. Sure, for sure. And even then, it's this is still not as bad as a lot of those. So you don't yeah, really think anything about like it. Um, porn ones or whatever. There is a point where you find out that there's going to be a festival going on at your school, and as a literature club, you guys are going to be doing kind of like a poetry slam type thing where everybody gets up and recites a poem in the room and blah 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 people can join in if they want to that are outside of the club and whatnot um because of this the weekend before the event you have to get together with somebody to help them get ready for it i chose to get uh to have yuri come over to my place and we were gonna work on the decorations because that was kind of the girl i was going after uh gotcha some weird shit happens at that point where Yuri seems like she has something going on in, with her. There's a point where she, you accidentally cut yourself on a knife she has because she collects knives. That's one of the things she likes to collect, is really sharp knives. 
because she likes I mean, whatever. You find out that she cuts herself yeah. later on. So like it all kind of adds up to that eventually. I called it pretty mm-hmm. early. The unfortunate thing is that I've known people with some of these ailments. I've known people that have killed themselves in real life and stuff like that. So like yeah. all of this stuff reads too true. And it was easy to pick up on some things for me that I don't like. So, like, I f- mm-hmm. knew she was a cutter pretty quick. Um, but anyways, she has, like, a knife. You cut yourself on it. Then she, like, grabs your finger and starts, like, l- sucking the blood from it. Like, just weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, right? This is where it really starts to come out a little bit. Um, and then you kind of play it off, and she leaves, and you had a good time. Sayori comes over. This is where actually she confesses her love for you as uh, Yuri's leaving, and you have your interaction with her. And then no matter what happens, she basically like falls down on the ground and just like grabs her head and screams a blood curdling scream and cries, and then like smiles and leaves. And it's fucking weird because it comes out of nowhere. Uh-huh. And she says something about like get out of my head or whatever. It's so fucking odd. And this is where it really starts to be like, okay, I think the thing is a go- going to happen here. The next day, <laughs> the next day is uh, the day of the event. It's Monday. Like all of this stuff I was talking about happened on the Sunday, on the weekend. And um, you walk to school. You meet up with Monica and you're like, where's everybody? Nobody's there yet. Monica gives you kind of the pamphlet of like the poems people are going to be reading for the thing that's what she did over the weekend and uh when you look at sayori's pamphlet or poem that she's going to be reading it's literally just get out of my head written over and over in like a giant paragraph yeah and like you freak out a little bit and you're like oh god i should i just realized i didn't walk to school with her like we i wanted things to be normal and blah 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 so you freak Uh. out you run to her house and you find out she fucking killed herself and yeah. end of act one. <laughs> so, it's where Especially the she thing happens. hung herself. She hung herself, yeah. Yeah. And that scene is rough. It's a rough... I'm not gonna lie to you. It's a rough scene. Um, I will say that that's not... That's the start of the disturbing stuff in this game. But it is not the stuff I found disturbing. What I found disturbing was how accurately they portray somebody that you care about, like, having a problem and, like, hiding it from you. But you know there's a problem and you're just, like, forced to live your life knowing you can't help them. And you that, like, pit in your stomach. That was too real. And I hated it. Mm. I hated every (laughs) set. I was actually relieved to see her hanging there because I'm like, okay. Like, I knew it was going to happen. But this, like, pit in my yeah. stomach. Like, there's a closure to it just ending. <laughs> mm-hmm. The stress of, like, when's it going to happen? So It's like a like a piece of music. Like, it's just, it's resolved, at least. The drop happened, for, like, lack yeah. of a better term. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, so, that happens, and then that's where it kind of ends with you monologuing in your head about... Like, how this isn't a game. You can't just reload your save and try something different. Your life is over. You ruined everything, blah, blah, blah. And then it just says, like, end on the screen. Yeah. And then it takes you <laughs> it takes you back to the main title screen. Um, so one of the things, though, as she's hanging there, 
you see behind her that like the background kind of like the background of her bedroom disappears and there's a command prompt window that says that there's like been a termination or whatever and yeah there, there's an error message and it's it looks like the standard error message you get when uh, that visual novel uh uh system the ren play ren p or whatever when it breaks that's the kind of errors you get so right uh so that error tells you what line broke in the like story essentially uh like where the problem is in the game files so i decided to look up the game file and sure enough in there there was the the error log or whatever but the error log besides having just errors in it also had some weird writing mixed in like somebody was trying to talk to me which i was i'm a little bummed that i didn't catch that on the stream on the video i read it out loud but um basically it said something like oh did i like did i break that i'm sorry it seems like she she's causing a problem i'll just delete her file or whatever so yeah. and then when i look in the character file because there's like a character file for whatever reason for this game the character of sayori is gone like it was deleted and it was yeah. there before. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, okay. I know what the thing is now. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's where it kind of opens up a little bit. Uh, from there on, I mean, you play through the game again without her. So instead of walking to school with her, it says something along the lines of like, you were used to walking to school alone or whatever. Like, she's never existed in your life, basically, at this point, the second time you go through. And mm -hmm. um, it's Monica that talks to you directly after school to, like, get you to join the club this time. So you do, and things are pretty much the same. Only, of course, any time Sayori would be there to, like, jump in and give her opinion or say something, she's no longer there, obviously. And, yeah she's just completely gone and but the weird thing is is that now there's glitches going on all the time so randomly some of the girls when you're talking to them will just like glitch out completely there will be gl graphical glitches Every sometimes you'll see the poster of the scene of Sayori hanging in her bedroom in the back of the classroom like yeah, yeah. it's fucking weird and when I dug into that a little bit more that's all chance by the way so, like, that poster oh, appears 13.8% cool. of the time or something like this. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's possible you could just never... You could play through that and never see it. Uh-huh. Uh, I just actually looked it up. 14.28 of the time. Yeah, that's smart, because, like, you could, like, reload a save to try and... Was that really there? And then it won't be. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. As I looked more and more into it, the game does a lot of this where it's a bunch yeah. of different situations randomly generated <laughs> to make you wonder if you're crazy when you talk to other people that have played the game. Mm. <laughs> Which is really great. It's so good. Um, just to keep going on with the summary, because that's kind of what we do here. You play yep. through it more and more. Things break more and more as you go through it, and um, this is where in Act 2 you find out more about 
if I didn't go the Natsuki route because she was rude and I didn't want to deal with her bullshit. But um, if you do, you find out more about her. Uh, things are pretty normal with her, all things considered. You get the idea that she's neglected and abused by her family, though. Maybe emotionally mm. and, like, she's not fed well at home and stuff like that, which is why she's always hungry at and likes treats at home and or at school. So, like, that is kind of the extent of her things. Um, with... Uh, Yuri, though, this is where it really comes out that she's a cutter. Like, there is literally a part where she is having kind of, like, a panic attack and has to leave the room. You hear kind of somebody making some, like, ow sounds down the hallway when you, like, go to see where she went. And then you just, like, turn the corner and see her arm just, like, bleeding and covered in cuts. And, like, she's cutting herself and, like, it's all weird. And then the game forces you to rewind before you can read what she's saying and it rewinds you back to the moment before you left the classroom like it's fucking creepy the way it does mm -hmm. all this shit right <laughs> the bit and i think the way it works is because there's a build-up before every single reveal and then the reveal is there for a second or it hangs on to it which we'll get to for like too long or very short yeah. It's yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think the the most effective stuff is when it'll show you something and then pull it away immediately. Like it won't because that also plays with like how those games work. <laughs> yeah, like you're not you're not used to that. Yeah, for sure. So um, that's one of those situations where when the thing happens, it's almost like you have like an aneurysm and you like rewind back in time very quickly after seeing what she's doing, and like it's fucking disturbing. The way it works actually like it made me super uncomfortable not even the cutting part because i knew it but the way mm -hmm. they handled the reveal and then rewind and then like her acting like nothing happened it was just fucked up and then like in act two which is like you playing through the first week again essentially um yuri starts swearing and yelling at the other members and being really abrasive and like kind of crazy and then becomes very crazy to the point of saying she wants to cut you open and crawl in you to be with you forever and shit like this yeah uh -huh. like she goes fucking insane in like the biggest baddest way i guess just to like wrap up her story because that's kind of the one i followed the most i didn't really follow natsuki's as much yeah. um she fucking disembowels herself with a knife from her collection that she had on her in the classroom on like the Friday before the festival that Monday. And then you, she forces you basically, or the game forces you to sit with her all weekend as her body decomposes in the classroom to which you are found Monday morning by Natsuki saying, Oh, you guys are here early, noticing what happened, and then she pukes and runs away, and then the credit thing basically comes up. Yeah, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's yeah, they animate up. her stabbing herself, which is like the characters don't usually animate, so that's a thing. Yeah, yeah, I guess like that's an important distinction to make. That every time you interact with the characters, it's the one or two frame animation things of like their expression or them moving an arm or something 
but it's yeah. still images every time they're saying something. This was very much her stabbing herself in the stomach over and over until she died, and then flopping yeah, down. And, chest. and then a whole bunch of, like, gibberish text comes up. Then that gibberish text... Um, you kind have of, to hit the, the skip button. You have to hit the <laughs> to skip through, button. It, it'll take forever. So the thing is, is you don't have to. Because oh, you, you can you can click through every single one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you literally wanted to spend forever. a weekend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you hit the skip button and it takes like maybe five minutes, like actual time of yeah. it going through every error thing. All basically. The days. You're just watching the fucking time pass, the like the lighting changes. And her blood dries and her eyes yeah. gloss over. It's fucked. It is actually yeah. like super, super disturbing the way they handle I mean, it's that. Also, it, and it's just smart because uh, usually you can only hit the skip button to skip through stuff you've seen before, but the it's enabled there. Just get through all of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Even though it still takes too long. Way, way too long. It's really messed up. Um, at that point, Monica kind of comes up to you and has a discussion with you, saying that like this wasn't supposed to happen. I'm just going to fix this now. And you find out Monica basically has become self-aware in the game and is the one pulling all the strings behind the scenes. So when this happens, she cleans up the bodies essentially by deleting Yuri and deleting Natsuki at the same time. Her whole ploy was she wants, she's obsessed with you as the player and she wants to be yep. with you. So what she did is that she made, she knew what the other girls, like, not weaknesses, but their, like, problems were, and she kind of mm -hmm. amplified it. They, she screwed with their programming, like, literally and um, metaphorically behind the scenes to, like, increase what their, like, damages were to an insane degree so that they would stay away from you or that you wouldn't, like, like them, which is why... Uh, Sayori, who's always dealt with depression, but kind of, like, hit it down and was okay, was, like, mm -hmm. all of a sudden, as you were getting closer and closer with her, was starting to get crazier and crazier and sadder and sadder all the time until she killed herself. It's why Yuri, who has the problem and the, like, compulsive disorder and all that sort of stuff, started getting more and more crazy to the point where she fucking stabbed herself multiple times. <laughs> to, yeah and like her obsession with you and why Natsuki went from being kind of like mouthy to a complete total bitch so it's kind of interesting that that's what she did and then when like she didn't really necessarily ever want them to kill themselves but she screwed with their programming like literally to the point where they couldn't handle anymore and that's kind of what happened mm. and then she just ends up deleting them completely from the character file but then she ends up kind of deleting yeah. the game from the folder yeah it's it's also <laughs> like implied she doesn't re really know what she's doing no she's, like and that it's just it was super easy to delete them because there were just character files there right there's literally just like a dot chr file which we'll get yeah. to in a little bit because a CHR is not an actual file for anything. Uh -huh. um, yeah. So she deletes the character files and then she deletes the whole game and she's basically like, now it's just you and me forever. 
and she has a whole bunch of dialogue you can go through and from what i've seen from this these notes it seems to be kind of randomly generated what she will like what you can talk about so you can talk with her for a long time Hmm. which i didn't do uh one of the things just as a shout out that you can talk to her about is she or she says to you is that she has a twitter account and that twitter account is the twitter account that joined the stream when i was streaming and said she was monica that was literally monica <laughs> so the the in the game i'm tr- i'm sorry i'm kind of vying for time because twitter is acting a fool right now and i need to see because i actually tweeted at her <laughs> as well uh-huh. um Okay, at Lilmonix3. So at L I L M O N I X, and then the number three. That is Monica's official Twitter, which she tells you in the game. And you could f- then came out and was a thing before, like created before the game came out. And like that person was in my chat and she said she was Monica. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I just thought it was a joke. No, it was Monica. Like, actually. And that's fucking weird <laughs> to me and creepy. And I was so delighted <laughs> that that happened. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, and she said weird things in the chat, too, as I was playing. About, like, one of the things that was weird was she was like, did you like my song or whatever? Like, as the song was playing, like, it, I hated it. I hated it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was just somebody who was a fan that like made a fan account, but like yeah. no, that was actually like the person who made this game or probably who Monica was in like mm-hmm. the creation process. Anyways, um so you are stuck on this screen with her literally forever. You try to exit the game which I did, and I thought, "Oh, they didn't take that into account because you can just exit the game." And then I restarted the game, and instead of going through a menu, it just pops you right back in that conversation with her instantly. And she's just, like, saying how, can you take a look into why sometimes, like, everything disappears and everything hurts? And it's you closing (laughs) the game on her. (laughs) And it's it's fucking weird. And then I realize, like, the only way I think that we're going to get through this is if I delete her character file, which I did. And that's the way, apparently, you get the true ending. So mm-hmm. you delete her character file, you start the game up again. The game starts up normally, except Monica doesn't exist. And because of this, Sayori is the president of the club. She's she's the one that started the club. Mm-hmm. So you go through all that again, and then you find out that Sayori became self-aware. And like she is starting to do creepy, crazy things. And then out of nowhere, there's like an AI person saying, no, I know where this is going, we're stopping this right now, and just, like, deletes the whole world. And that's kind of where the credits start. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, that's the game, in a nutshell. And, like, everything that happens. Let's talk about what this game actually is now. Because this game is free on Steam. And I was kind of wondering why. This game is actually an augmented reality game for... Dan Salvato's horror game that comes out in 2018. <laughs> so, let's get into this. 
Um, oh, I don't even know where to begin. So, okay, we talked about the character files, right? Mm-hmm. So the character files are all .chr files. All these files are actually just not a thing because .chr is not a real, like, programming yeah. f- file for anything. So what these yeah. are is they're secrets. If you change the Yuri, I'll start with Yuri because she's the boring one. If you change her chr file is you open it up and it is base 64 code. You if you un- unencode the base 64, you get a short story slash creepy pasta. Um, this creepy pasta. Mm-hmm is called, I found a box containing the story of a 19-year-old girl who killed a random person for no reason by Anonymous. And this is a creepypasta <laughs> written by Dan Salvato two years ago as just a uh, th- no throwaway Easter egg. It has nothing to do with the ARG. But it's a, a thing he did. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. Now let's go net- to Natsuki. <clears throat> Natsuki's file you change to a PNG file, an image file. This image file, you invert the image colors because it's an inverted image. Then you map the, it as a texture to a cone and then look at it from the point so that it's like a circle. And it's the face of an unknown girl with blank white eyes, probably named Alyssa. Okay, you with me so far? <laughs> yep, I'm with you. Okay. Sounds like ARG nonsense. Yeah, Sayori's file you cha- is an actual uh, sound file of distortion. You change it to a .ogg file. You have to open it into a visualizer, then add a spectrograph on top of it. That turns it into a QR code that goes to a website that called projectlibertina.com. Projectlibertina.com is an exam report from January 5th, 2004, about a girl named Libertina who's three years old with uh, psychic abilities. Now, this is probably Yuri in the game. And we'll talk more about that in a second, who that girl (laughs) is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Monica. Monica, uh, CHR file, is another PNG file. It's an image file. And this is just static in the middle. But people found out that that static is actually hidden lines of binary code. So they actually converted that image into uh, strings and strings of binary. That binary translates to base64 code, which translates to a poem or a file that she's saying called Can You Hear Me? And I'll read that out to you right now. All right. Can you hear me? Who are you? I can't, I can't see you, but I know you're there. Yeah, you can definitely hear me. You've been watching for a while now, right? I guess I should introduce myself or something. Um, my name is, actually that's stupid. You obviously already know my name, sorry. Anyway, I'm guessing if you were able to put a stop to this, you would have done it by now. I mean, I know you're not like evil or anything because you've helped me so much. I should really thank you for that, for everything you've done. You're really like a friend to me, so. Thank you so much. I think, more than anything, I really don't want it to be all for nothing. Everyone else is dead. Maybe you know that already. I'm sure you do, actually. But it doesn't have to be that way, right? Well, 
There's a lot of stuff I don't understand. I don't know if it's even possible for me to understand, but I know this isn't my only story. I can see that now, really clearly. And I think everyone else has the same kind of experience, some kind of deja vu. It's the third eye, right? Anyway, I could be totally wrong about this, but I really think you should be able to do, you might be able to do something. I think you might be able to go back, or however you want to put it, go back and tell them what's going to happen. If they know ahead of time, they should be able to avoid it. They should, if they remember their time with me and their worlds, they should remember what I tell them. Yeah, I really think this might be possible, but it's up to you. I'm sorry for always being, you know. Never mind, I know that's wrong. This is my story. It's time to be a fucking hero, both of us. 2018. <laughs> so, so, basically, what you find out from this is Monica was actually a scientist trying to stop a problem that was happening to a bunch of people that they refer to as the third eye. They, it's kind of like a telepathy thing where people uh, are inflicted with this thing where they become like full of bloodlust. And there's other references mm -hmm. to this, which I'll get to. So she's kind of mm -hmm. a scientist trying to like fix this. And Monica in this next story, which obviously 2018 tells us that's coming out next year or this yep. year from when people are listening to this because happy new year's everybody. Um, happy new year. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's the good guy. So even though she's the monster in this story, she's like the hero of that story, most likely. Yeah. And the villain is actually going to be Yuri from this story, <laughs> which is amazing to me. So the way we know this is that Yuri has a book. Her book is called Portrait of Markov. Portrait of Markov, yeah. And there's a reference to a creepy eye being on the book. Now, the plot of the book, when you talk to her, kind of uh, changes the first and second time you talk to her. The first time you talk to her, she says this about it. It's about a girl in high school who moves in with her long-lost sister. As she does, her life gets really strange. She gets targeted by these people who escape from a human experiment prison and while her life is in danger. She needs to desperately choose who to trust. No matter what she does, she ends up destroying most of her relationships and her life starts to fall apart. In Act 2, when she's starting to go crazy or whatever, she and like you talk to her about the book and you ask her what it's about, she says basically it's about a religious camp that was turned into a human experiment prison the people trapped there have this trait that turns them into blood killing machines that lust for blood but the facility gets worse they start selectively breeding people by cutting off their limbs and asphyxiating and affixing them to oh that might be a bit of a spoiler anyways i'm really into it the book i mean not the thing about the limbs <laughs> so um yeah so her book is actually what we are all thinking is what the next game is about. It's going to be gotcha. about people trapped at this like religious prison or whatever camp where they're being experimented on because they have tel telepathic abilities and this like third eye trait is what turns them into like crazy bloodlusty people. So that's what we think the next game is going to be. The reference to Alyssa 
happens a few times in like the exam documentation and other stuff and we think is the girl with the white eyes and Alyssa was um another yuri basically that goes crazy we don't mm -hmm. know anything about her but we figure that libertina is actually yuri's name like so that project libertina is yuri from this game gotcha and what happened was she was put into this game and her addition of having an actual AI in a visual novel is what gave everybody else, including Monica, the ability to like break the fourth wall and be able to notice they're in a game because they were given brains essentially mm -hmm. or like given memories and stuff like that. It's fucking weird. It is, <laughs> it is so fucking batshit insane. And, um, I don't want to go on too, too long about this because there's a whole bunch of information, but I do want to yeah. give a quick shout out to uh, some people online that have been putting this stuff together. I'm going to give their Twitter names here. Um, so this is all coming from some Reddit users. On Twitter, you can find the first one at MIT host. That's M-I-T-H-O-S-T, MIT host, M-I-T host, and um, another guy named Aaron SSB, so A R A N underscore SSB has been putting this together in a document, a Google Doc that people can go ahead and check out, and I'll link all of this stuff in the show notes. But this game turned out to be a downward spiral into madness that, like, <laughs> I flew, flew into. It all started with there's one point in the game where you're given a poem. And in this poem, every single thing except for certain letters on each line are blacked out or redacted or whatever. And when you put all of those uh, letters together from the redacted lines, it says something like, oh my god, you know what, I'll just look it up here as I'm scrolling down because it's in here somewhere. But it says something like, fourth wall breaking to you as the player. Where the hell is it? I'm going to find it yeah, right I don't here. Remember. It says nothing is real question mark. So yeah. the thing is, is that if you take that image, you boost up the contrast and gamma, you can actually look past the redacted black lines to see what the whole thing says. And oh. the whole thing <laughs> says irregular heartbeat, heart palpitations, arrhythmia. I search and search, eyes scanning, everything I find in their symptoms. What is this? Shortness of breath, chest pain, dizziness? No, this is all wrong. Alyssa's symptoms are nowhere near this simple. I've seen it twice now. The screams of pain, sickeningly pale skin, vomiting blood. There's no other explanation other than Rainier's information was a complete and utter lie. This can't all be coincidence. It's not possible. I don't know how much of this Rainier is behind. I do know this. There's something horribly wrong with this family, and I accepted the invitation to become part of it. I can hear Alyssa screams through the walls now. I listen helplessly. Rainier said he would be with her shortly. Is he in her room now? Why is she screaming even louder than before? There's, al there's also no other reference to Alyssa or Rainier in the game files besides this. So... Mm -hmm. When I heard that, I like my soul died. I went online and just started reading. <laughs> I just started reading. I had to know. Um, and then also included in like the doc by Aran or Aran or whatever 
mm-hmm. are all the different special poems you can randomly get. Uh, there's oh, okay. 11 of them. One of them is like a crudely drawn picture of Sayori's hanged corpse with happy thoughts handwritten around it. Just like weird, creepy, terrible uh-huh. shit like that. Um, that note that I said I'm not reading all that because it's hard to read when uh, Yuri goes crazy and like her nice writing goes into this crazy like hellish chicken scratch actually mm-hmm. has like a whole lot of weird crazy shit in it. Specifically, it has a whole bunch of big words. Uh, like I'll read you some of these big words. Expedience, witty, chirographies, uh, delirificence. <laughs> Like, just a whole bunch of big words, but at the very end of it, of her note, says, Fresh blood seeps through lines, parting her skin slowly, colors her breast red. I begin to hyperventilate as my compulsion grows. The images won't go away. Images of me driving the knife into her flesh continuously, fucking her body with the blade, making a mess of her. My head starts going crazy. Thoughts start to return. Shooting pain assaults my mind. Along with my thoughts, this is disgusting, absolutely disgusting. How could I let myself think these things? It's, uh, But it's unmistakable. The lust continues to linger through my veins. An ache through my muscles stems from the unreleased tension experienced by my entire body. Her third eye is drawing me closer. So there's another third eye reference. Um, gotcha. Yeah. With Natsuki, there's a poem about her friend loving spiders and how she doesn't like her because she likes spiders. If you uh-huh. write your poems so that Natsuki likes your poems, which I didn't do, she gives you a poem yeah. that is nothing but base 64 code. When you translate that base 64 code, it turns into this poem called Open Your Third Eye. I can feel the tenderness of her skin through the knife as if it were exertion of my sense of touch. My bodily nearly convulses. There's something incredibly faint down that screams to resist uncontrollable pleasure, but I can tell that I'm already being pushed over the edge. I can't. I can't stop myself. This is all stuff that is driving me fucking crazy because as you go more and more into all the things I didn't see, they all refer to this third eye thing and going crazy and stabbing people, and it's, oh my god, it is the best (laughs) horror thing I think I've experienced all year. (laughs) Because it's so not on the surface at all. Yeah, Mm mm-hmm. Anyway, third eye, third eye. I am looking so forward to what this fucking new game is going to be. Mm-hmm. I have to give a shout out to Dan Salvato and the team Salvato for doing this shit because, man, I, I, you know what? I have to give a shout out to everybody on the internet who knew what was going on here because Doki Doki came out a few months ago and yeah. haven't spoiled it for everybody. it's actually amazing how like closed off everybody has been about this game everybody that knows a secret just says like oh yeah it's fucked up man and that's all they do like they don't Uh say why so I don't know it's I just I had to get on here I had to talk it out what are your thoughts (laughs) well I wonder how many people who have seen the whole thing haven't gone on to read into the other stuff like that don't know about the ARG stuff I wonder how yeah. many I feel like that's that's also possible yeah but I mean quite possible I mean this seems like a good like good ARGs are kind of hard to find like people fuck them up so easily so yeah. it's kind of this is neat this is a neat one 
And it's, yep. I like that it's kind of all, it's not like this thing leading, it's not like a breadcrumb trail in that way. It's it, like just it, not stuff at all. that's hidden within this one free game. Yeah. Yep. I think it's a better way to do it. And you don't, you can't really see any of it until you try, you follow a thread. Yeah. And then you pull on that yeah. thread a little bit and it unravels this huge fucking bullshit thing that's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's just mo mostly that, like, the game encourages you to look at the files to, uh, even to delete one to get the true ending, to delete a thing yep. in a folder, so that it's sort of pushing you to then look deeper into that stuff, and when you look deeper, there's, <laughs> the rabbit hole goes, it's like the through the looking glass thing. Totally. And, like, I haven't even gone through more of the actual game stuff because like i said there are people that have put this all together and uh, there will be in the notes for wherever you're listening to this i highly recommend if this sounds interesting to you just look at the google doc that i link there because it's all kind of written mm -hmm. down there in an easy to grasp format but like even after the game came out it he patched it so that when people knew about the monica thing right mm -hmm. that he patched it so that now the game will check to see if Monica dot uh, character CHR character sheet is intact. And yeah. if it isn't, Sayori will immediately appear, uh, appear, express confusion and panic, and then end will show on the screen for several seconds, after which an audio loop of static will play while a monochromatic image of Sayori's hang being hanged on screen is on screen. So, like... At this point, all of the files, the character folder, are deleted, so you basically have to, like, start again. And the text, now everyone can be happy, will fade on the right side of the screen over and over for another minute in her handwriting. So, like, mm -hmm. they patched in stuff for after, like, people know what the thing is and try to do, like, try to outsmart it. Yeah. Which is dope. <laughs> <laughs> Shit like that. I really like that. Yeah, that's good. Because I was curious what would happen if yeah. you fucked with it beforehand. Yep. Yep. But yeah. Um, I think after talking it through, you have you probably agree with me now why we had to do a horror thing about this, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Because it's like actually the prequel to an actual horror thing, which will probably maybe not even be as good, <laughs> honestly. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, like, because cause at the end of the then it has to be a video game, and it can't just be, like, these weird scraps that you're that people have found in weird ways, which is, like, kind of more fascinating Yeah, than just, you know, a game. That's, <laughs> but y'all, I don't know. It's crazy. It's yeah. super crazy. And I really, really hope people look more and more into this stuff, because I think this is really cool. I really, really love the internet community for stuff like this because this is the type of thing that if this was snes era we never would have been able to find out somebody yeah, would have found out somewhere but it wouldn't have yeah. been shared so like i don't know yeah it's weird it would never get widespread except with the internet basically <laughs> yeah exactly it's real cool and it, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool it goes as far as on their actual store page for this, for Team Salvato or whatever, they have merch, uh -huh. right? 
Yeah. The merchandise, one of them has Yuri sitting, like, in a chair or whatever. And to her right is the, like, symbol of the third eye. And she's looking all creepy. And, like, there's posters of all the girls kind of tied up with this, like, red blood-like ribbon all around them. Except Yuri. The ribbon blood thing is coming from her. So, like, it's all pointing towards she's, like, this crazy bad guy person probably and it's so good it's so good (laughs) it might have won my game of the year (laughs) i don't know though it's i'll have to give it a little time to like calm down in my head doki doki literature club arg (laughs) the arg specifically is what it is yeah 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 also, apparently, there, like at the end of the game, there's a handwritten note from Monica. Uh, apparently, there's a way that that becomes an actual handwritten note from Dan uh, Salvato, like mm-hmm. the creator. So <laughs> I want to check that out because I want to see what that note is. But um, yeah, man, I I just had to get over. I had to get you on here to just yeah. talk. Also, it'd, it'd be hard to do the. To even explain, yeah, without spoiling it, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, totally, totally, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I had to get you on here to, uh, to break all this neat. stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm glad you at least agree. I was, I'm gonna be honest with you. I was a little worried that we would get on here. I would tell you everything. You'd be like, so, yeah. <laughs> That's that's so cool. Because I mean, the thing with the the game is a lot of that fourth wall breaking stuff. Like, it's kind of been done before. Totally. Like with with Undertale, did a bu- did like some of it. Totally. Even um, stuff like Glados, like back in the day of just like, yeah, this weird overlord thing in the game. The game itself kind of screwing with you. Like yeah. that's been a thing forever. Yeah, and I mean, and ARGs have been a thing for a long time too. It's totally. just, this seems like a much better ARG than I'm. This just seems like a good ARG, which yeah. is pretty rare. Yep. Yeah, it is. This is definitely on my game of the year list now, though. I don't know where, but it's better than some of the stuff on there as it is. So I'm gonna have to revise, which is a bummer. But <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I just that's fair. Figured I should get on here and share. So. What do you guys listening think? Leave a comment. Give us a heads up on what you guys think. At uh, On Twitter, I'm at Exposure. E-X-F-A-U-X-S-U-R-E. Hank is at Comic Panels. Spelt exactly how it sounds. Um, play Doki Doki Literature Club, I think. I mean, you should just probably experience that thing anyways. Just word to the wise. It gets good at like two hours in. Just, yeah. Give yeah. Like, just wait it out. Also, look into the show notes. I'm going to include the people that have put a bunch of this stuff together and a bunch of links to check out if this stuff sounds cool. So check down there for all that stuff. And that will do it for another Survive the Night podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.
Spooky.